to the Unqualified and Unafraid podcast. My name's Jess and I'm a film student and creative here to talk about things I'm not qualified to talk about. So it's been an embarrassingly long time since I've sat down to record a podcast. But today I was hanging out with Alora Boss. Hi. Who was in my first ever podcast episode. And we decided it's been too long since I put an episode out. So why don't we just record one right now? And it's been too long since you guys have heard my amazing voice. Yeah, I, I said um, on the first episode that you were going to be a regular co-host, but so, this is the first episode <laughs> you've been on since then, so that's So I guess I better come back. We recorded um, our first episode together, and if you haven't listened to that, you should, because we'll probably be um, talking about... a lot of the topics that yeah. we discussed. We recorded that it in It would have been March. It would have been early March. But now it's December, and a lot of shit has happened. We... Have finished we're swearing our f- on the podcast now. <laughs> yeah. And we're also have finished our first year of uni. Um, and we're now big long summer break. I'm not gonna be like doing a formal interview with Laura like I did last time. Instead, we're kind of just checking in with each other and discussing some topics that we're both really passionate about and things that we could honestly talk about for days. And have. But I also have some cool episodes coming up which will be in my more formal um, structure. 2020, I'm wondering what this year looked like for you. Well, I lost my job twice. Okay. <laughs> because of lockdown. Mm-hmm. Both times. One was for three months and the other one was for three days. So. Wow. Yeah. So I spent the entire lockdown on Kangaroo Island. Uh, the we, entire lockdown? Yeah, the entire wow. lockdown. That's a, that's a long time to be on Kangaroo Island. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> we had a property over there years ago with a kind of rundown shack so we spent three months fixing that up and I was doing uni online in the middle of nowhere with very limited internet I was living in a shed for about two of those months fun yeah with like my entire family so like all <laughs> and all like seven of us in yep. a shed <laughs> so then after lockdown finished you came back to the hills and started doing uni in person again. Yeah. It was an amazing environment. I met so many like-minded people. Learned a lot history-wise. And if you didn't listen to our first episode that we did together, Alora is studying a Bachelor of Education and... History. And English. And English. I'm going into placement in February next year. Very exciting. So you also work at a bar. Was it difficult to balance uni and work for you this year? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. When I came back from KI... I was doing like 40 hour weeks working and then wow. I went to back to uni for two days a week so I worked at, I was at uni on Mondays and Tuesdays and then for the rest of the week I'd work like 30 hours so I did like two days of uni 30 hours of work I mean I guess that's on me because I didn't tell my boss please stop but um <laughs> it's hard sometimes yeah yeah, <laughs> it's hard. I didn't want to say that because I felt really bad. Like classic you, always putting everyone else before yourself. Do you know your personality type? I think it's ENTP, but it's the campaigner. Oh. Yeah, that's ENFP. ENFP. Yeah. All my friends are campaigners. All my friends are ENFP or INFP, and I'm ENFJ. So if you haven't done this personality test, it's 16personalities.com, and it's based off of the Myers Briggs personality test and. Honestly, I'm a massive nerd for it at the moment. It's so interesting. Get to know yourself and all the people around She's you. She's actually making everyone take this yeah, test. Yeah, I ask everyone. It's like everyone that I've been meeting 
out or anything. I'm like, what's your personality type? goes on a Tinder date and says, can you just input all of this information into here? But it's true. How about um, creatively? Because a lot of our last episode, we talked about your music. Obviously, it would have been hard for you to do any gigs this year. Uh, so how have you been channeling all your creative energy uh, in 2020? Well, there were no gigs. I'm just putting that out there now. I had, like, no gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got one coming up next weekend. I've got a wedding gig on Sunday. Wow. I was doing a lot of musical practice during the lockdown. I have been so busy with work and uni that I actually haven't gotten any chance to do any kind of musical practice until yeah. right now. Yeah. So, Is there any other creative projects that you were kind of channeling that energy into? Yeah. So all of those books that I started writing when I was younger mm-hmm. and, like, recently. So I've picked up a couple. I've start, I think I started another one. I, like, reformed a couple when I was wow. younger. And so I've got... That yeah. would have been so interesting to see, like, how your writing style changed. Yeah, everything. definitely. How was your 2020 compared to how you imagined it was going to be? How I imagined it was going to be? Well, I didn't imagine to be on KI so much, mm. and which I'm sure you could probably relate to. <laughs> and I also didn't imagine... Yeah, I just didn't imagine to be home so much with the family because I thought I was going to be living at the uni for the whole year. But... I was only really here for the second semester of uni. It was about gaining independence, like living out of home and getting on the uni grind and that kind of thing. And I feel like I actually did that, did all the things that I wanted to do. So, but I'm just wondering, um, Alora, what was one thing you wish someone told you about uni? Honestly, I mean, I've got like serious answers, but I've also got the fact that lecturers don't want you to call them Mr. Someone. <laughs> yeah, that's so Like weird. the amount of emails that I started writing that was like Mr. or yeah. Miss professor. or like Professor. <laughs> yeah, because in the movies, they always call them professor. professor. And here they're like, call me Dave. <laughs> yeah, like Davo. Also, how self like driven it is. Yeah. And so chill. Like, yeah. They literally give you, like, your assignments for the year and just be like, you know, start them whenever. Get your hand held so much in yeah. school. And that's honestly was the biggest shock as well is that year 12 is so much freaking harder than mm. uni. Maybe if I was doing, like, well, actually, not maybe. Definitely if I was doing medicine. Oh, my God, like, I would die. Or some science thing, like, it's probably is more intensive, but, like, I don't know about you, but for my degree, it's like even my photography and media stuff in year 12 was like more intensive than doing uni. They're just like so much less strict and there's just like a lot less pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alora and I are both the kind of people who will keep like a thousand notebooks. Are you into goal setting in a big way? Yeah. Yeah. So am I. So I've got my notebooks here. So I thought it'd be interesting if I could read back on what I wrote at the start of this year and all the goals that I set and see how much of it I did. So really, I'm just torturing myself. (laughs) Oh, and I can already see one that I have like changed my whole perspective on. In my 2020 planner, I said, aim of journal to help plan at least the beginning of my year in order, achieve, in order to achieve my goals and create structure, ensuring I'm finding joy every step of the way. <laughs> I'm exposing myself. <laughs> this, these are my key goals. Successfully run and grow Oyster Farm Shop Tours. So I did do that for my yeah. parents' business. I went, on a, I went on a tour. It was very well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Find a job on mainland. 
Well, <laughs> it actually turned out that I'm in a privileged enough position that I didn't actually have to find a full, like a, a job on the mainland. I've been doing actually a lot of video work this year, which has been good. Um, move out near Flinders. Yes, I yep. did that. Begin uni study. We yes. did that. I love how I said begin uni study, like yeah. <laughs> begin, but you know, you don't have to finish it. Like, <laughs> um, improve driving confidence. Oh. Wow. Yeah, I improved my confidence like at the beginning of the year when I was on KI mm. doing the tours and everything. But then through the year, when I moved out to Flinders and I've just been bussing everywhere, I realized that actually I'm so much like happier <laughs> without the pressure yeah, yeah. of having to drive. And I just um, realized that it's just one of those things that I hate like it's weird because it is such a mainstream thing that everyone like does but and why do people get shamed for not driving and not I having don't know. their license like I'm saving the environment <laughs> I know like it's just one of those things that gives me just the most like such anxiety and I know that if I had a car I would actually go out less because the thought of driving stresses yeah. me out so much that I just wouldn't even want to go anywhere so so you do have confidence in driving yeah just not just doing not it. you driving <laughs> I've gained confidence in me not driving yeah <laughs> create comfortable independence so I would say I'm really proud of that because I was really stressed out during year 12 like knowing that I, I was just about to take on this the world of the unknown and be independent. Honestly, I would say I've achieved that goal pretty well. I think so too. She made me lunch today. <laughs> so I'm such an adult making you lunch. <laughs> I feel like you make me dinner whenever I come over. I do. Well. I love hosting. She makes me people. dinner. I love She's a good little. You're a, you called me this once. You're a domestic goddess. Yeah, you're a domestic goddess. <laughs> no, you're a no, domestic you goddess. Are. Okay, oh, this, stop it. This um podcast episode is just us hyping each other up. <laughs> Stay creative. Embrace change. I think I've definitely stayed creative. Mm. Embracing change. I'm the person like I used to really beat myself up because I thought that like it was better to be a spontaneous person, but now I realize that actually it's fine to prefer structure. And yeah. Plan. And routine. Yeah. And, like, I am the person who's very easily bored, but I still enjoy creating routine in whatever new thing that mm. I'm trying. I think that embracing change is has been hard for everyone during this year because it's, like, you obviously had all these plans, but then you had to, like, go home, go back home. Learn contentedness. Oh, yeah, because... Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, because, as I said before, I'm, I'm like, very easily bored. And mm. so... And, and I'm, I always just feel, like, never satisfied. And I, I honestly think that's a good trait because it gives you a lot of motivation to do yeah. stuff. But at the same time, sometimes I can, like, forget to appreciate what I'm doing and what my life is, like, in the mm. present. I think I've actually been going a bit backwards on that one lately since, since uni has finished. I feel like I've been less content. I'm like, what's next? Like, I'm a bit yeah, bored. Yeah, you're like, waiting for, like, the next adventure. Yeah. This is just a, like recording of our therapy session yeah <laughs> i don't know who's even gonna listen to this but <laughs> i apologize i drive yeah to see you. both of us <laughs> yeah well i think it's just good for us to record this to look back on my goals were i kind of remember some of them but they mm -hmm. were not as um broad and like self-directed it was like um you know like get my license do well at uni like firstly 
enroll in uni and like sort out your uni stuff. One goal that I set for myself in 2020 is I wanted to learn how to surf and I wanted to surf at least four times during the year and I didn't do any surfing this uh, year so that I failed that Wait, one. but it's only, you can go back, you can do it in Christmas, you can oh meet up God. with Holly and go surfing. I have to do four surf trips before New Year's. Okay, I've got like... Okay, you've got like not, a... Not even. Not, not you've got like a couple days. I, I wanted to read three new books as well and... I'm proud to say Ooh, this is that a good I read segue into our next topic. five new books. I enjoy reading, but I just never have the motivation to do it. Like, I always just pick up my phone instead. Reading helped me work, like get to sleep better this year. And also, it stops me from touching my phone first thing in the morning. I tried a lot of new things in 2020, and I kept track of some of them. So, some of them are actually silly. Like, I can't believe that I only tried these things in 2020. But catching buses... <laughs> Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, catching Uber on my own. I did my first one. Catching an Uber was when I went for your birthday when we went to Glenelg. That was really? my first time in an Uber. Wow. Yeah. Wow, so exciting. Um, living out of home, attending university, attending online university, yeah. which wasn't an expected Double one. whammy. <laughs> um, completely screen-free day. I had, a, like, multiple days this year mm. where I just took... Um, a day off, like any screens. My name was on in the credits on TV. Growing vegetables from seeds. I grew basil. <laughs> Congratulations basil. to me. Dealing with Centrelink. That was a new thing that I had to do. <laughs> Booked an eye appointment for myself. These are all so silly, but like this is what I was talking about, being more independent. Independent. Like, this is just as independent. Yeah. Started a podcast. Hey. Hi. <laughs> Learned to use a boom mic. Made an animation. Mm. Went through a breakup. My first breakup. Went to a club. Became secretary on a board. Oh yeah, I became the secretary of the women's group at Flinders, except I didn't actually get to do anything because of COVID. And they didn't have any meetings. And on a happy little segue from our last discussion is our next discussion, which is one well, of Jess's books that she read. Both of our books. Both we, of our books. So Alora is definitely more of the bookworm than me. Alora is a bookworm. Let's talk about the books this year that changed change our perspectives. Okay, so firstly we'll talk, go with Atonement. However, I didn't finish oh. that one because as soon as I got to the, like, the rapey court scene, I was like, I'm done. Oh. I can't deal with it. <laughs> and that was like at the start of the year and I still haven't finished it. Really? But you, it kind of changed It kind your... of changed my perspective and like my whole like aesthetics outlook. And oh. it was also a real like realisation thing for me where I was like, wow, I'm an adult. I can start reading like adult books. I don't have to read like fantasy anymore. Yeah, that's so interesting. It um, was a real like, oh, it was such a vibe. I've also read Atonement and I loved it so much mm. and something that that made me realize along with reading Lolita and Call Me By Your Name I know that these are very like both of them are actually very controversial mm. made me realize that I love literature and movies yes. that are based in the summer but Alora is an autumn girl yeah we decided and I'm a summer girl so like all of the media that I love to consume I love it when it's based in summer. I think it's more exciting. Yeah. Like, Just this very, like, Italian summer, like, peaches on the beach, <laughs> picnics in the, like, the, in the sun. And I'm like, autumn, leaves, New York, rain, boots. snow, boots, plaid skirts, scarves, yeah, coats. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Atonement made me realise how interested I am in how weather is used in books and movies yeah, to like, like be a part of the story yeah and you also read the bell jar i do i am i 
how you are reading, reading that. that. How is that going? It's amazing. I've always loved Sylvia Plath. I studied her in year 11. Uh, her poetry just was like, oh. Yes. It was like a little hallelujah so moment. Good. I was like, I am obsessed with you. Mm. I am going to make you my idol for the rest <laughs> of my literary life. <laughs> yeah, her book is really good. It's about like a young girl in New York. She's studying journalism, but she wants to be a writer. And she's like, you know, finding her way in society, but she's just kind of, like, spiralling into this, like, depressive, crazy, like... It's about, like, her downward spiral into, like, craziness and madness. And basically, it's, like, Sylvia Plath's own story of Sylvia Plath's, like, spiral into madness. Mm -hmm. It's got me very, like, existentialist and, like... um, But, like, an aesthetic existentialist. (laughs) Like the academia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, like, adolescence and, like... Mm. You know, like, career choices, like, is this the right choice for my life? Like, should I have followed, like, my artistic dreams? Yeah. Alora gifted me a book for my birthday this year that has actually, like, I don't want to be tacky, but it has kind of changed my life in a way because... Alora gives good presents. (laughs) She does. (laughs) Um, It's called Period Queen by Lucy Peach, and it's about learning about your your cycle, your menstrual cycle, and um, how you can, instead of working, like fighting against it, you can actually work with all of the different phases of your cycle, learn what to do at which time and mm. what's normal at each time. How to you feel. use it to your advantage. Yeah, and, and kind of learn to appreciate your cycle. The way that it changed my outlook is that we often see periods as like, it's getting in the way of my life. Yeah. Um, but then once you realise that we, we were actually built like that, and the book helps you to l- learn that uh, the way that our society is built is built for people who don't get periods. It means that society has an expectation of women that is actually just completely wrong, wrong for like for our bodies. Uh, not just women, but for anyone who gets periods. If the if society and the way that we work and all of our systems were built around that it would actually make life a lot easier and a lot more productive mm. for us. If I don't know if that makes sense, but I really want to re- recommend this book and talk about it and talk about periods because it's not talked about enough. And honestly, it's me and Laura so love talking about periods. We do. <laughs> we do. It's one of our favourite topics. It is. Okay, so here's a passage that I'm going to read. In the rush to make everyone accept that periods are normal part of life, we got caught up in insisting that we can do everything we normally do during our periods and that we must, doing backflips in white pants and so on. The truth is, you've just slain a proverbial dragon during your premenstrual take phase. You deserve a medal or at the very least a chance to slow down. The thing that I take away from that is that during our premenstrual phase, our body is doing a lot of work mm. and to expect that we're going to be like able to Fine. do yeah it's yeah. just a ridiculous it's expectation kind of, that's really interesting because it almost makes the phrase like anything you can do i can do bleeding it kind of makes it problematic <laughs> yeah. because like we shouldn't be expected to do that mm. rest is so demonized in our capitalist society (laughs) we live in a society (laughs) we do rest is seen as weakness when it's actually like if if we want to be at our most productive we actually should be resting during our period phase it's what our bodies are literally what we need to do do. like if your body is screaming at you to do something like don't fight against it yeah like you know my whole cycle Mm -hmm. i would have like pain from like the start to the finish yeah there'd be be, like a couple days where i don't have pain and it would start over again 
Yeah. And like obviously I needed to rest, but I felt so like guilty because yeah. I was resting like all the time. Like I was always tired, I was always drained, I was always in pain. Mm. And it's like but, like, I always, like, I deprived, like, I never gave myself the rest. Yeah, it's like, maybe if you rested, like, what she says in this book, it's mm. like, if you don't look after yourself in your period phase, then you're going to be less productive in all of your phases that are a bit more up and go. This um, discussion about rest reminded me of a different book that I read this year, and it's called The Fuck It Diet, and it's actually a book that's for people who experience disordered eating or chronic dieting it's honestly so hard to explain because it it's a lot of unlearning when you read Mm. the book what the book um basically explains is that any form of restriction actually um makes you crave food more which leads to people thinking that they have a prop like a um a food addiction yeah when really it's like the diet that's actually uh, it's so hard to explain it also talks about how our society thinks that there is such a correlation between weight and health when it's actually not i just really want every single person to read that book to be <laughs> honest if you can't be bothered to read the look, book at least listen to a podcast because it oh, it makes you it will make you angry though at how um how just stupid our society's attitude is towards food and weight Honestly, I love being mad at our society, so... (laughs) It's what gets you up in the morning. (laughs) On the topic of books, you brought a book over today. This is my Um, greatest Kmart purchase. And what is it? It is called Mama Moon's Book of Magic by Semra Haxiba. And you have been getting into your spirituality a lot lately. She gave me a tarot reading. A lot of the stuff that you're into is, like, derived from... Paganist culture? Yeah. We'll call it witchcraft. <laughs> it's actually, I'm actually really interested in this. I think all women have, like, a sense of witchcraft. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, young... And I think there's been, like, a global movement of, like, mm-hmm. women rediscovering witchcraft recently. Yeah. And I think sure. it's amazing. Um, but, like, as a young girl, you know, and this is, like, everyone, mm-hmm. you know, you always play with your potions, like, you sit in your garden... You get your flowers, you put your flowers in your water with your rocks and your mm-hmm. whatever, and you stir it around, and it's like, ooh, love potion. Yeah. Or like... Like there's something innately femme about yeah, witchcraft. about and witchcraft. Like, and not to gatekeep witchcraft, like... Oh, absolutely not. There's but. a lot of young boys and non-binary people who would do that too, but it's still like, I feel like the yeah. the aesthetic of witchcraft is like is inherently feminine. feminine. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure how, but it's definitely like tied to all of our roots. Like, all young girls collect shells and crystals and flowers, and like they all have correlations with things, and they all like make you feel like spiritual connections to the ocean and to flowers. Mm-hmm. And I think as you grow, you kind of move away from that, but then you come back to it when you realize like the importance of it all and how it, like, affects you yeah. emotionally. I go in three phases through it. So, like, when I was, like, really young and I play in, like, the mud with the potions and mm-hmm. then I got older and I was reading about mythology and witchcraft and I was like, ooh, I'm going to be a witch. And then I moved away from it as I got older, but then all of it is becoming, like, more trendy. So. Yeah. Oh, maybe because I watched, started watching Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. But here's the thing. Like, a lot of people can be, like, into crystals and stuff. Like, I mean, I have got 
crystals in my room. But mm. to me, you're actually into it. Like you've got yeah. you read about the actual spells. Like people might just think, oh, so what? She collects crystals. Everyone does. But no, Alora actually reads about the spells. And you were talking about the moon rituals. Yeah. So my moon cycle. So because I don't have a period. I, like Jess does, I try and use the phases of the moon as my cycle and I align that with the cycle. So at a new moon, I'll set my intentions for the month and my goals for the month, what I'm going to do. Then with like the waxing moon, I like start building up to it. Then at its peak, at like the half moon, Mm -hmm. I kind of do like a little like reflection, like so where am I at the moment? Like I center myself and I say, so this is how far I've come to achieve this. This is what I need to do. And then in the waning moon, I start like, you know, kind of bringing myself down in a nice way, yeah. like grounding myself a bit more, like completing all of the things. And then on a full moon, I reflect on like what I did in the past month mm-hmm. and I let go of like the negative energies that I acquired over the month and then we do it all again. That's awesome. Yeah. I think it's so nice to have those like rituals with yourself. And But actually I'm wondering about, is this something that you do and you see it as a way to like structure things in your mind or do you actually relate this to a higher power and thinking that doing this like connects you to a higher power Uh, in some way? I think I would like to think it connects me to a higher power, Mm -hmm. but realistically I'm doing it for myself because I did do a lot of like, you know, diety research when I was younger into Mm -hmm. mythology. I think I've had a bit of like a faith anti-awakening okay and I'm kind of and I'm sick of putting my faith in like the hands of higher beings Mm. and I just want to look after myself yeah okay but it's not like I sit in the garden naked under the moonlight although I have done that (laughs) but it's not like I I always do that I want to (laughs) yeah okay I I do 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 that but like I should do it one time (laughs) dance naked under the moon I have done that Skinny dip. There's something so spiritual about About skinny skinny dipping (laughs) on a full moon when it's bright. Like, a lot of people can relate to the ocean being really spiritual Mm. because, like, it's salt. Like, I think the salt water does have, like, cleansing Cleansing properties. properties. (laughs) The salt does cleanse. Yeah. And you feel, I feel like you feel that sometimes when you go there. Yeah, when you go there. And it's related to the moon. And I think there's there's something really, something relates to the feminine energy about the moon. And, like, a lot of, like, a lot of people's, like, menstrual cycles connect mm. with the moon at all. So I think, like, the moon and the ocean and, like, feminine energies really connect a yeah. lot. Would you see yourself as a spiritual person? I think I'm getting there. Okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't say, like, yes, I'm very spiritual. I think you awakened. were always, like, the more spiritual one than me, though. Because, yeah. like, you, had, you explored your faith when you were younger, mm. whereas I was, like, I never really was exposed to any kind of, faith until I went to a religious school where I like but religion has never appealed to me yeah at all I think a lot about um people's energy though Mm. and like but I think that's just like maybe possibly another way of saying um personality yeah (laughs) but to me like I will have different times where I feel like I need feminine energy Mm. and other times where I feel like I need masculine energy there are just times where I will hang out with like my girlfriends yeah um, because I feel like that's what I need and then I'll hang out with my guy friends and like for different reasons and I yeah because it's what you need like you need to like recharge that part of yourself yeah exactly yeah exactly and it is about the energy it's about the masculine energy Mm. and feminine energy I like to try and find like harmony I guess yeah I guess like having said what you said I 
Yeah, I did explore a lot of faith when I was younger and not just like necessarily Christianity. Like I go through faith and be like, ooh, I'm into Norse mythology. I'm going to worship Odin. Yeah. Or like, wow, Greek mythology is really cool. I have a crush on the sky. Let's make a little like offering to Aphrodite. Or like, well, I'm going to go to church on Sunday. Yeah, like I remember being like 10 years old and we were like arguing about God. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'd still like to believe that there is, like, a heaven or somewhere that you go after. Interesting. Yeah. Like, I still think there's somewhere that you go after this life. See, I am the opposite opinion. I can't comprehend in my brain how there would be anything else. Like, mm. maybe that makes me self-centred in that I can't see past myself, like, and what we know as a yeah. human race. Like, That's really interesting how, like, different people's minds work. Yeah. At the same time, I'm content with that. Like, I, yeah. I like the fact that we go back into the earth. We talked a lot about your health journey last episode, and I'm wondering how you've been going. Yeah, so I've gone to a couple gynecologists recently, and they have ruled out endometriosis. And we are in the process of ruling out general, like, diseases and looking towards perhaps, like, a muscular imbalance, general, like, deficiency. Do you feel that that makes more sense to you, or...? You see, I feel like it doesn't. Okay. And that's why we're exploring it, because I'm yeah. like, that doesn't feel like a thing to me. Like, yeah. that's not what it feels like. So I'm going to see a, a couple of physiotherapists, a women's physiotherapy clinic, and they specialise in women's health and, like, muscular imbalances and period pain. But there was a couple of, like, scary times where... My gynecologist was concerned about, like, cervical cancer and everything. And I was like, well, great. great. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. But yeah, it's it's not been a fun journey. And it's at the point now where, like, every time I go to the gynecologist, I have, like, a little panic attack. And every yeah. time she's like, all right, now lie down and relax. I, like, to start crying because Aww. it's a bit of a traumatic experience, you know, yeah. like, being like, oh, it's this. Mm. And then it's not this. Mm. It's this. It's not this. But, yeah. like, every time you have you have to go through, like, pain. Yeah to get through it and you have to like recount yeah. like years of pain like some people listening might be just starting their journey yeah of the very misunderstood women's health what kind of advice would you give to people when they're starting to feel like giving up what like when am I going to get answers or yeah I mean like honestly I'm kind of in that phase at the oh. moment but um, there's people out there who can help you and there's people out there who can support you yeah at the very least support you while you try and find someone who can help you don't feel like you have to make your illness less of what it is to please other people or to make other people feel comfortable yeah like don't feel like if you're in pain don't feel like you have to hide the fact that you're in mm. pain to make other people comfortable you're they're, not an inconvenience yeah you're not an inconvenience <laughs> you're a human and, and they're not like pitying you yeah like people they want to help you as much as they can but don't let them like tell you that you're an inconvenience yeah. Or, like, you just if want someone, pity. Honestly, if someone is telling you that you're an inconvenience... You need to you get them out of your life. Don't, they, you probably don't need them in your life. I think what you said about the moon cycle could be really helpful because I feel like when people are forced to go yeah. on uh, a hormone-altering medication, yeah. it, it can, like, it possibly really, feel disconnected. Absolutely. Like, you feel very unnatural and like you're a scientific like mm. thing so really finding especially spirituality ways and like yoga and connecting with you know your feminine, feminine energies feminine cycles um it feels really good like even emotionally like i would recommend connecting with like moon cycles if you're on medication that you like you don't have a period cycle 
it is really important for you to go through phases yeah, and cycles. Yeah, because our body, even if you don't have a regular period cycle, yeah. the way that people with uteruses and everything are built, we, we work in cycles. Yeah. It's how our body is designed. So try to find something spiritual that you can connect yourself with where you can like find time to rest and replenish yourself. Are we like agony aunts? <laughs> <laughs> the next thing I want to know is what are your goals for 2021? Because I think it'll be fun for us to look back and listen to this. I think so too. You go first while I think of them because you've got some. This summer is like I'm start. I'm feeling a little bit like I've got no purpose because of uni's over and I realised that I really like going to uni. But I think I'm going to try and do more video work. I want to do a lot of socialising. Obviously, with all the lockdown, I have to make up for all the lost time. I've, I've realised that I need to find, like, a new thing to put all of my um, energy, like, creative energy into that isn't just doing video work freelance. I've realised that I really want to gain more experience under, like, some other company or, like, some other crew or something that isn't just me on my own kind of making it up as I go yeah, along. Yeah, like a solo. Yeah, like, I want to kind of go somewhere and be around other people who are doing stuff as well and, like, mm. learn. I really want to, like, find people who can, like, mentor me, if that makes sense. Do you have any goals for the summer? Becoming more, like, attuned with myself and realising when I'm burning out and when yeah. I need to relax because totally. I'm very... It's very characteristic of me to, like, work study party work study party like take up extracurricular things yeah. like do volunteer work help out with other I'm people I'm gonna read five books I'm gonna read five <laughs> books I'm gonna clean my room I'm gonna like redecorate my room yeah. while I'm working and studying I'm gonna start a business and <laughs> and I think I need to realize like when like enough is enough and I'm burnt out now because yeah. like I go at like a hundred miles an hour for so long and then I just like crash and I like yeah. I yell at everyone and I get like really inwardly depressed yeah and I think I need to listen to my body Especially before that happens we'll move on to our year goals then hi future Alora and Jess it's okay if you haven't done this but we forgive you so I have um different categories <laughs> okay so emotional goals grow ability to set boundaries and ask for what I want oh that's a good one I think that's actually in a way it's similar that's, to yeah yours. that's what I need to yeah but mine's more like setting boundaries for myself in terms of people. I don't want to go into too much detail. Yeah. Setting boundaries in the in social aspects. I always feel like I owe people something. When yeah. I yeah. And that can be really toxic. Home life goals. Do you have any home life goals? Like we're building a new house. So I guess I cope up with that as much yeah. as possible. Mine is find slash organize a house and housemates in Adelaide for 2022. I find I feel like I'm finding uni living a bit too restrictive, and I want to mm. be in a house with ha like housemates. So you can't even burn candles here. Yeah, you can't even burn candles. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> financial goals. I'm kind of doing okay financially. <laughs> You're killing it. My financial goal is to like save enough money to be able to buy a new phone and laptop when my ones that I have now inevitably. Die. Physical goals. Do you have uh, any physical goals? It, you, uh, you go because I'm not really sure what you mean. Okay, well, my physical goals would be like experiment with skincare and uh, experiment with a dairy, with cutting down on dairy and using ethical products on my skin because ooh, yes. my, my skin has gotten really bad and I think like there might be a bit of a yeah. hormonal imbalance or something. I've been doing really good recently at using ethical products on my skin mm -hmm. and in my hair. 
But yeah, I guess just keep up with that. Career, Career goals. goals. I count this for like uni or work. Uh, well, I guess like make really good connections with like my placement yeah. mentors and stuff. Stop being such a pushover to my boss, who I love, but also tell her when I'm like, when I'm struggling. My career goal is gain more professional experience with video work, create a more viable income through video slash media work and try and like experience more collaborative like and professional environments just trying to like level up from just like doing little video jobs by myself and then social goals do you have any like i, I wrote socio goals because I, I wouldn't say they're like social goals memory making goals or something yeah like. yeah yeah i guess that's fine like live in the moment more and don't necessarily become like as much of a workaholic as you always are and like okay. remember to like enjoy the time with your friends while yeah. you're young because you are young and yeah. you have friends. So and soon enjoy you'll, it. You'll be working full time. Yeah. yeah. So you know, like enjoy it while you can. Mine would be explore the city more. Okay, so that's our goals. Um, do you have anything? Oh, we've talked for quite a long time. We have talked for quite a long time. Oh my god. Honestly, sorry that you had to listen. Yeah, sorry. To that. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not sorry. We're not sorry. We're not sorry. Thank you for listening to this. And hope that you took something away from this. Entertain. Maybe you learned something. Maybe, Maybe you learned something. Maybe you were entertained. Go read. Go read. That's Go read. What, that's my Go advice. Read. And right. also, if you need any advice, we're always here. <laughs> Chuck us a message. Chuck her a message. Chuck I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just doesn't care. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep up with the podcast, follow it on Instagram at you and you underscore podcast. You can also find it on Facebook, Unqualified and Unafraid Podcast. You can also follow Alora and her sister on their music page at ellie.katie.music. And Alora's Instagram. Oh, you want One. followers on your Instagram? I mean, I'm on private, so I can decide whether I want you to follow me or not. Is Alora, so it's E-L-L-O-R-A-H, underscore boss. Also, we talked a lot about video work, so if you do want to keep up with that, you can follow my Instagram as well, at JessRowCreative. Stay tuned for more insightful conversations with creative people. See you next time.